What is up, beautiful Dynasty Leaguers? Welcome back to the Dynasty Dynamic. I'm your host, Max Cascons, joined by the man who might have to start Rashad Penny this week, a.k.a. the Run DMC, a.k.a. Mr. Dan McAuliffe. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Max, you just said I might have to start Rashad Penny in a, in a league this week. How do you think I'm doing? <laughs> it's rough out there, man. It's rough out I there. I mean, if we're talking 2017, 2018 roster, I mean, you felt That's good. I'd be feeling really Rashad good. Penny out there. It, hey, you know what? I'm feeling there might be maybe there's a little miracle in the air this week. Maybe a little something we're going to finally get to see that prime Rashad Penny that you talk about those highlights over and over again. Maybe we get to see a little bit of that. You know what? So I'm optimistic. If you're asking how I'm doing, I'm feeling a little optimistic if I'm going to have to start Rashad Penny in a league this week. <laughs> I mean, I, I, longtime listeners will know one of my favorite players. Such a shame he could never be healthy. I would love nothing more than to see a Rashad Penny blow up game this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. So, hey, fingers crossed, man. I'm going to need it. So, hopefully, a quick show tonight, Dan. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I want to do something a little different and I wanted to maybe get on the hot seat for the first time. Oh, baby. So, it's we fun. both cooked up some some rapid. Well, we'll see if it's fun. You do a good job at it. I don't know if I do yet or not. Um, we both cooked up some questions, so let's try to keep it short. And with that, I will quickly say tweet of the week comes from one of the greatest red zone threats of the last decade, Mr. Des Bryant himself. We will post it in the show notes, put it up on Twitter. So I guess this is where I find out what, what it's like to live as Dan McAuliffe. It is, exactly. Get ready, baby. I'm setting this chair on fire. <laughs> I don't know any of these questions, so let's keep it short. Without further ado, let me, let me have it, baby. What's the first question? All right. First question we got here, Maxwell. Is Allen Robinson still a top 20 wide receiver in Dynasty? Let me know your thoughts. Okay. All right. Um, love Allen Robinson, man, rapid fire stuff. You gotta be so fast. Um, so I, I'm going to frame this up a little bit as, is he like a back end wide receiver two in dynasty? And I think the answer to that is yes. 20 is probably about where Allen Robinson feels like he should be ranked at yep. this point. I will ask myself a little sub question. Do I feel great about having Allen Robinson on my dynasty team right now? right? Yep. Age 28, looking like the start of a lost season with a rookie quarterback and an offense that can't figure it out. I feel like that ranking is appropriate. That feels about off the top of my head where he should be. Do I feel great about slotting him in as a wide receiver too? Probably not. And if I have the opportunity to pivot to somebody else in that range, maybe buy it back a couple of years, I think that's what I'm doing. All right, there we go. Had to tee it up with something to uh, one singular player to see how you're feeling about him. Uh, I like it. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the next one again. Rapid fire for a reason, so we'll keep it moving. Um, this is gonna be the battle of the Bama QBs. Uh, we've talked about uh, Jalen Hurts a decent amount, actually, and so I'm actually going to save save the the listeners the trouble. I know how you feel about J- uh, Jalen Hurts, and we can certainly revisit it another time. We're going to talk about the other two. We're going to talk about Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones. Who would you rather have going forward in a dynasty league? Man, that's a great question. Um, I, I didn't come here with bad questions, Max. You did I only not come with bad questions. questions. I'm going to have to zero out some of this when I edit it later <laughs> so people will think I answered these quicker. Um, that's a great question. I think right now 
I'm probably leaning Mac Jones. And I don't I'm not sure there's a lot of rankings that would agree with that right now, but Yep. With if you look, Tua's, Fantasy Pros actually has Mac Jones at QB 20, uh, Tua at QB t- uh, 17, just so you know. Okay. All right. So they're close. Yeah. Um, I just think we've seen enough from Mac that he was pretty much as advertised um, from the Bama days, yep. right? So great decision maker. You know, he's not a runner. He's never going to give you that elite fantasy upside that like a Jalen Hurts could or a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or any of these guys with more mobility. But I feel like the Patriots receiving core can only get better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So keep Throwing a bunch of randos out there right now. Giving giving him better. And Mike and I both professed our love for Jacoby Myers yep. on the last And I love show. it. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on him too. But get the man some more weapons to a – and it's, he's not even been in the league that long, right? So exactly. we are very, very uh, short amount of time into the Tua experiment. But injury problems, hasn't looked great in his starts, which I would argue he probably still has a better surrounding cast than Mac well. Jones yep. does right now. I think it's very close, but I'm probably looking at this as like your second QB in Superflex. Yep. Who do you want to bank on? And right now it seems like Mac probably has a little bit more stability. For yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I I think I'm with you. It's just so wild because the, there wasn't a tank for Mac, right? I mean, the, the yeah. would would have been a better slogan to at least have <laughs> something that rhymed or whatever. But um, to have just been mentally drilled that Tua, you're going to tank for Tua. He's going to be the savior of your franchise. And now to be looking back at it being like, man, I actually might prefer uh, Mac Jones. It's just an interesting uh, kind of perspective there. And honestly, I don't think I disagree. All right. We're going to go into another one now. We're going to look to 2022. And we're going to talk about two different running backs here um, oh, that I think you have uh, varying opinions on. But I'm curious now. Who would you rather have going into 2022? Cam Akers coming off an Achilles injury or... James Robinson, the undrafted phenom, who is twen- in 2022 was the RB7 and currently is the RB7 in 2021 in half PPR. You did a great job with this one for a couple reasons. First of all, um, yeah, I'm bad at rapid fire, really just not leading with the answers <laughs> on this one. So we'll, we'll first of all, there's, there's, there's acres coming back from injury, right? So yes. there's, there, there's that factor right there. That is a huge question mark. Although, um, anybody who saw Marlon Mack in some limited snaps has to be encouraged by that. Absolutely. Also, OJ Howard. With, Absolutely. With we have two two case day. studies right there uh, that are looking pretty good. Modern medicine, baby. Um, so, we also have an unknown player coming back from injury in Travis Etienne. Correct. But Travis Etienne was a first-round pick. He was. Um, I think it's very close. I am going to lean upside pedigree and positive vibes dan and say give me cam acres cam because i think i think 80 90 percent of cam acres especially in a much better offense and on a better yep. team than james robinson is um is nothing to joke about yeah. so that paired with the fact that i really obviously you know, Travis Etienne was a big guy for me. We talked about him a lot during the offseason. I think a healthy Etienne eats into James Robinson's workload. 
I know it's a lot of question marks, but give me Cam Akers. That's fair. And honestly, this this was hard for myself too, but I knew, especially with you being an Akers truther and also an ETN truther in that regard, and always, I mean, we've had conversations about the undrafted uh, free agent uh, that is James Butt Robinson now, but it is becoming extremely hard for me to say no to the guy who's done now, proven two years, again, with maybe some, some competition that it did get ended up uh, being injured there. Uh, compared to uh, Cam Akers, who we really haven't seen much of in the NFL. And you have Darrell Henderson, who's doing great, right? So hard question to answer. I honestly might go James Robinson personally and myself here. But again, I was I, I was curious to hear uh, where you're going to fall there. Yeah, and it's uh, it all comes down to risk aversion, yep. right? We talk about that all the time. Um, it'll be fun. That'll be a fun one to look back there on. There we go. All right, let's keep this rapid fire as rapid fire is intended to be. We're going to move on to the next one. If you were forced to pick one of these players in a startup first, who are you choosing? Jamar Chase or DJ Moore? As much as I love DJ Moore, I feel like I have seen enough from Jamar Chase to get it over with. Yep. Um, both extremely impressive profiles. Yeah. I think Jamar Chase is a little bit more impressive giving the teammates he shared the field with was still able to outproduce Justin Jefferson in yep. that um, light the world on fire offense for me, especially buying back another couple years. Um, you, it's, it's a risky game with these guys when you haven't seen him play a full season yet, but yeah. I think Jamar Chase looks as advertised and I would be comfortable as much as it pains me and hopefully getting him the round later. Yeah. Uh, pushing the button on Jamar Chase over DJ Moore. There we go. And honestly, it seems like uh, fantasy pros and others in the industry would agree, uh, but it's close. Wide receiver eight for Jamar Chase, wide receiver 10 for DJ Moore. Uh, so they're both great players. Uh, I just had had to kind of push your your G DJ Moore trutherism a little bit just to understand where you kind of stay, uh, stood on him because uh, I think I'm doing the same. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, li more limited sample size, uh, but the age, the talent uh, from college, et cetera, I think I'm pushing the button on Jamar Chase over DJ Moore as well. Yeah, and, and I think those years play a huge factor, right? Because running back, um, you know, the years, so for the years at wide receiver, they matter less, but like getting those three extra years on yeah. Jamar Chase, I think it's big, um, let alone he, he had the talent profile and he's shown it so far. 100%. All right, and that actually maybe leads in well to this last one of the Rapid Fire series for Max. Last how's, how's Is the seat, seat hot enough for you right now? Too hot? It's hot, hot but we're also right. running long. I'm not doing as good a there job we go. as I want. All right, hey, well, here we go. Let's uh, let's rattle this last one up. We were speaking of age, and I agree. Age is very important when it comes to dynasty, especially when it comes to the running back position. One guy in particular I want to bring up is one Javante Williams. Javante Williams, will he be considered an overall top 10 running back for Dynasty next year? He, just to see uh, the one little point, he is still currently 21 years old as compared to Najee Harris, who is 23, and of course others ranked above them. Every single running back that is ranked above him is older yeah. with Fantasy Pros currently, who is at so, RB15. I didn't look at any of the uh, rankings you used for this. Off the top of my head, I would guess they have Javante somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. Correct. And 15. if... Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Yep. I would have guessed a little higher. Bad job by you, Fantasy Pros. <laughs> um, I think by next year, he will probably be knocking on that number 10 spot. So I'm cheating a little here. 10 feels about right. Um, it feels like one of those players 
kind of like a Miles Sanders a couple years ago where mm-hmm. the first half of the season very lightly used. And then you really got to let this guy loose and see what he can do. You know, with the age, him being an early declare, I think it makes sense. I think top 10, especially right around that 10 mark, feels about right to me. I wanted to hear that he definitely will be a top 10, but I will let it slide <laughs> with very close to top 10. We will see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, boys 21, so excited to see what he continues to do in the latter part of this season and going into next season. So, all right, I'm letting you off the hot seat and I'm hopping in. That was were my five questions. You did a great job. Uh, I think there's some good, uh, good cerebral discussion there. <laughs> Good job. Clearly, uh, we are running longer than I thought, so we'll see how much time you can make up. Don't sacrifice any content, but, um, you know, I clearly no experience on the hot seat in terms of, uh, yeah, keeping <laughs> it rapid. Okay. Sure, you got it. So we got two players I'm going to give you here, and they happen to play for the same team. You can only pick one Denver wide receiver to have on your dynasty team moving forward. Is it Cortland Sutton at age 26, or is it Jerry Judy at age 22? Oh, man. Yeah, this is this is uh, super interesting because I literally feel like I have come around on my feelings of this probably within this past couple weeks. Uh, I love Cortland Sun. He has been great. I have been advocating him as being like the wide receiver one of this team. Um, but from what I had seen with camp with Judy, etc., I started to get really excited. I started to delve a little deeper. And the biggest thing here for me is age. And I honestly don't believe in the current QB situation of the Broncos. And I really do feel like they are going to be making a big splash in the QB um, kind of draft or um, trade market pretty darn soon. And give me Jerry Judy with having multiple years of a QB upgrade and actually being able to truly unlock his talents instead of Cortland Sutton, who's maybe going to be reaping the rewards of that at age 27 or 28. They're so close for me, but at that point, if I'm going to be taking someone, I want someone with the upside and hopefully the QB future. It's very similar to your DJ Moore, Jamar Chase question, right? Albeit with a little bit of lower stakes because these guys are probably going in later rounds. For sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, buying back the years, even with a guy that's proved it a little more than the other um, in some regards, I can't hate it. So next question. Hit me. Is Miles Sanders the ultimate buy low in dynasty right now. Oh man. I, he, yeah, it, it just depends on how low, but I would, if I could get him, <laughs> I think owners are almost out on him. Like, like completely just want people are getting worried. Off. They are getting worried. And I love Kenny Gainwell, uh, honestly. Um, so it depends on your, your team's position. I think if you are contending, you want to be on the closer end of contending if you're buying Miles Sanders, because I do believe there's a future where Kenny Gainwell gets a lot more, etc. I am going to say, though, I still believe in Miles Sanders. He just hasn't been utilized. It's not because of his talent. He just hasn't been utilized this year. Nick Sirianni, I don't know what the heck he's doing with some of his play calling. Uh, apparently, he's safe until next year, so I can't even say he'll be gone next year. But, yes, I still believe that Miles Sanders is a talent and you should be buying him as long as it's on the low because you can't be paying up for what he's currently doing. I like to hear it. He might be a target for me in some of my leagues. So let's get to the hard questions. All right. Crank it up a notch. You're doing a startup next year. Yes, sir. Are both Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley top four picks at running back? Oh, man. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I don't think oh, they are. Oh, explain. This one I, you got to elaborate. I know. Uh, I mean, so let, let me think for a second. We've got Saquon, who I believe is 24, going on 25 into uh, next season. Chris McCaffrey, is he 25 currently? He's 24 um, as well. 24 as well. Okay, going going on to 25. Uh, both with enough. I mean, I'm I'm putting Jonathan Taylor above both of those guys now, personally. Uh, and yep. I would probably say, I mean, I, I very well could be – depending on I might be really uh, getting ahead of myself, but there's even a conversation with DeAndre Swift and the way that he's been playing right now. So that's two. Um, so I, I think at least one of them falls out of the top four. You might get one or one that still sticks in there. Um, I mean, but you still have, I think Alvin Kamara is a little younger. Uh, you have, I can't trust any JK Dobbins acres, all those guys coming back. So I think one of them gets pushed out. I'm trying to think of one other guy that would take right before them, but I don't think they're full locked and loaded one and two. Uh, we saw Saquon already get uh, out of there. And then with this other injury, he's out. Uh, we have two years of, uh, Chris McCaffrey giving you a couple great games in a season and then he's gone. He needs to be pushed down in favor of youth at that point. I love his talent, but he's now in that risk category where I'm probably putting those guys at like five and six. So, great question. You've come so far, man. I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy where your head's at with this. I also, when I was doing this thought experiment before, I was like, I want to make sure it's not too crazy of a question. Um, Najee Harris will be so interesting. Najee Harris, falls another one that I seriously yes. might uh, consider putting ahead. So great. Yeah, I was just trying to think of a couple others that I would put there. So yeah, I I don't think they're guaranteed. They could be right on that fringe. You might see one bleed in, but I think both of them are on the outside looking in. We're gonna keep the youth movement rolling. Same question. Season's done. Yep. You're going into drafts next year. Are Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb? and Jamar Chase, the top three wide receivers in Dynasty. Ooh, all right. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and CeeDee Lamb. So we're I pushing hate, out some of your favorites here. I hate to see true. A.J. Brown out of that conversation, but I, I, I understand, given what's been going on this year, both from a health and just team scheme perspective, why they're not giving him the ball a billion times is up, uh, unbelievable. But that, we'll save that for another time. I would say yes. Those are those are my top three. I really do think that those are my top three. I think there's a couple other ones that you could see just on the outside looking. And again, I still have great high hopes for uh, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. Uh, it's hard with the Russell Wilson uh, injury that you have here because I think you just see him continue to explode. But I probably, again, they're slightly older and they're having issues this year. I'm going to put them right out on the outside of there looking in uh, with those three wide receivers that we just talked about as the podium of dynasty wide receivers going into next year. And I think we're being a little ageist here, which I love that I'm rubbing off on you with the youth movement. <laughs> However, all these guys, fantastic pedigree, right? Yeah. Obviously, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, teammates, CeeDee Lamb was a highly touted prospect. Um, all these guys, although Justin Jefferson maybe slipped a little bit during the process, still a first round pick, yep. um, obviously coveted for his skill set. I don't think it's crazy. I agree. I think that they're all going to be, you're going to go into startups next year and they are all going to be going in the first two rounds of Superflex drafts at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I think it, I think it's just a, a no brainer with that at that point. And again, not a knock to some of the other guys that are in that area, but between pedigree, age and current production, it's just, it seems like a slam dunk. All right. Last question. Who was the one guy, Dan, the one guy that you were always stashing in Dynasty that nobody but you seems to believe in? This oh, is a deep man. cut. 
Oh, man. Who's that guy at the very end of the bench that nobody else is even claiming on waivers, and Dan's like, give me that guy. I would say, there's, oh, man. I've, I've, I've kind of liked stashing in Dynasty. Uh, I've liked stashing Jeremy McNichols. And this is real oh, deep, so this I'm giving deep. people a real deep cut here. Um, if if I'm speaking a little bit more in um, terms of who's more popular, I would say Kenny Gainwell. That's my guy. I, I'm, I'm stashing a lot of him, but I wanted to go deeper than this. Uh, Jerry McNichols, uh, he is the backup currently to Derrick Henry, who you and I uh, absolutely love, think he's a monster. And again, I think we continue to sometimes eat crow until the point where it, we the quote-unquote wheels fall off of saying that Derrick Henry is going to regress there, right? But what we do know is that if for whatever reason that man were to go down uh, the run heavy scheme of the Tennessee Titans, it's great to be able to have a handcuff like that. And Jeremy McNichols is catching balls like crazy out of the backfield and no one's really paying attention to that. And if if Derrick Henry, for whatever reason were to go down, uh, I think he just has a lot of upside uh, that is really accessible for people to be able to go get right now for absolutely nothing. All right. Any other honorable mentions there? Or are we going to go out on Jeremy McNichols? Um, I, I also, the other guy I've been stashing a lot of that I just really like um, and is super cheap is Salvan Ahmed. Uh, he's one other guy okay. that uh, I do really like. I liked his college uh, kind of tape there. I still feel like there is totally open field uh in the miami dolphins backfield uh it's actually i think they're literally all splitting snaps 30 30 30 uh, percent or darn close to it so just a chance to be able to again if we're talking about flyers in this scenario for deep bench stashes of guys that i do really like their upside he's another one i'd toss into the mix all right i got nothing to add that is the show poor job by yours truly oh Not, please. Uh, no, really good. just uh, running the clock i'm like uh like Andy Reid in with some of these clock management <laughs> situations. That was his problem for so many years. But um, yeah, this was good. Rapid fire talk. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing more of this. And I keep forgetting, we got to read the reviews at some point, Dan, because we yes. keep getting more. That's no, true. So please review the show if you haven't, because we want to know what we're doing well, what you guys like, what you guys hate. Um, so we'll have to jam some of those in next time. But I think that wraps it up. So getting out of here for today. This is the Dynasty Dynamic. You stay classy, Dynasty Leaguers. Thanks for tuning in.